Welcome to the Life Church Reno podcast. I'm Lydia Long, and for the season of Advent, we will be bringing you some special episodes. These Christmas and Advent-themed episodes will feature conversations with friends and families of Life Church. I believe we all have amazing stories that we're meant to share, and in sharing our stories, we all grow. We pray that these conversations are very meaningful for you and that they may help bring you some peace and some inspiration through this Christmas season. Today's conversation is with Alan Sump, who had an enormous accomplishment this year in which he hiked the Pacific Crest Trail. As we're about to walk into our second week of Advent, Alan and I talk about the idea of peace with God and peace with others. Alan, thank you so much for having a quick conversation with me and kind of coming into the Advent season and sharing your story with us. Um, why don't you, for our people, our friends that don't know you yet, would you mind introducing yourself, giving us a little info about you and kind of how yeah. you're connected to Life Church? Absolutely. Uh, my name's Alan Sump. Um, I've been married for six years now to my wife, Kayla. Um, no kids. Um, I started coming to Life Church um, in, I think, the summer between seventh grade and eighth grade. And uh, we were kind of in transition period and um, we just kind of fell in love with Life Church through like movie nights and stuff like that. Um, and so it's been, uh, I don't even know, like maybe 13, 14 years that I've been with Life Church. So I, it's my family. I, I grew up here. So that's awesome. Yeah. So good. You did, I wanted to really chat with you because you did something super amazing this year. Mm-hmm. You um, accomplished the Pacific Crest Trail. Um, in less than four months, correct? Yeah. Less than four months. Yep. For a lot of people, uh, like like me, when you first started doing this, I had zero clue what that was, what that meant, why it was important. Um, for those of our friends that are listening that have no idea what the Pacific Crest Trail means and what it entails, would you expi- explain to us kind of what that is and why it's important? Yeah, yeah. So um, the Pacific Crest Trail is a trail um, that was kind of pieced together um, that starts at the border of Mexico and ends in the border of Canada. Uh, so it's 2,600 miles, and um, it goes through California, Oregon, and Washington. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And you, so what that entails is you didn't just kind of like ride a bike or drive through it. You literally walked. Right. Yeah, correct. <laughs> you yeah. And you were carrying what on you? Like you were carrying how much weight generally? Um, so I started off actually um, with 26 pounds, somewhere around that uh, for a base weight um, and then dropped it down to 13 pounds. Base weight is without food or water. So it gets heavier from there. Um, but yeah, I dropped a lot of weight along the way because, you know, I realized that I needed so much stuff that, that really like the luxuries of life are not as important as just having a light backpack and being able to, to walk with very little weight. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of us think of like the day hikes that a lot of people in Reno hike like a lot where we have a lot of hikers, even in life church and our community. And so I think when we think about you walking that far, we kind of think of like, our little hikes that we do where maybe we have a little water and like a granola bar on our back but I just wanted people to like recognize of how much weight you had to be carrying and carrying all of your supply supplies and everything that you need uh it's huge it's not easy at all <laughs> yeah yeah so you'll go a good like 10 days at max probably like without dropping into a town um and so you need anything from like you know first aid if you want to carry any of that stuff like all of your food cooking it your bedding your tent like whatever it is that that you need to survive for 10 days straight so seriously yeah Yeah. 
how did this start? Like, where did the seed come from that you wanted to do this? Um, how did you start taking those next steps and just deciding like, okay, I'm going to do this? Um, I guess for me, um, it was just hearing about it and just wanting to accept a, a huge challenge, wanting to accept something uh, bigger than myself and um, giving it all I had. And so I, I only heard about the PCT three years ago. And uh, I was, as soon as I heard about it, I was, you know, inspired by it, but I never thought that I would actually jump in and do it. Um, I actually started the trail with my buddy, Zach. And um, I think, like, I had made it a life goal of mine. Like, I'm going to do this sometime in my lifetime. Mm -hmm. um, and he kind of just spurred it on, like, well, let's do it now then. Let's, yeah. let's do this thing. So um, <laughs> nice. that's really what, what got things going, what yeah. inspired me. So. Yeah. So I'm thinking about the friend that's listening that has something that's stirring inside them. Like you mentioned, like just three years ago, this became an idea for you and kind of a seed that you started to become passionate about. And I'm thinking about the people listening that are saying, yeah, there's like this little thing inside me that I'm passionate about, but I'm afraid to do it. I don't know how to start. I'm not good enough to start or whatever um, mindset they might have right now. What encouragement would you give them in the middle of that as someone who had right. little seed, had the little tiny encouragement, and then you actually made the steps to make it happen? Right, right. Um, yeah, so for me, like starting this process, like I, I knew that once I like committed to it, it was going to happen. And even like I'd planned on doing it, I was like, okay, like starting the process of getting permits and stuff, but I hadn't fully committed yet. Um, and that just took like, like, a, like a dedication, like a heart change of like, okay, this is actually happening. Like I'm not gonna give up. Um, and I guess for me that process was um, like convincing myself that I was capable, convincing yeah. myself that it was that it was possible, mm -hmm. um, because I I haven't done a lot of backpacking in my life. I haven't done um, like an exuberant amount of hiking before this, um, and so I wasn't sure what my limits were. I wasn't sure what I was capable of, um, and so I I, I took a um, like a 80 mile trip and like kind of got accustomed to it, and it actually didn't go very well at all. Um, <laughs> Nice. But yeah. just going through that, like, helped me see yeah. the process. And so I, I guess to answer your question, um, like, start off with the first step. Mm -hmm. Start off putting yourself in that world, putting yourself, whatever your goal is, um, get yourself in there. If, you're, if your goal is to run a marathon, like, start running yeah. now, you know? Like, mm -hmm. don't think, like, oh, I'm going to run a marathon and like that's a dream of yours, but you haven't started like running a, a mile or two miles yeah. or, or whatever it is. So, mm -hmm. so get started there. Um, and then I guess once you commit, like not letting anything get in your way, um, just convincing yourself that that's what you're going to do. Um, and I, th I think that like in all of us, we want to do something big. You know, we mm -hmm. want to do Absolutely. like something with our lives that we're uh, feel proud of or feel, feel accomplished with. And you know, that could even have to do with your work or whatever, maybe you want that promotion. Um, but like set your mind to it. I think like it's very important for everyone to have small goals in their life mm -hmm. and to have large goals. Mm -hmm. um, because our small goals in life are what get us like through the day you have to feel accomplished every single day. You know, you have to be fulfilling yourself and, and filling your cup up. Um, and then if you don't have long-term goals, 
you're just going to be like treading water, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, in the U.S. and in our day-to-day lives of the hustle and bustle, it's really easy to do that. It's really easy to be like, cool, I got another paycheck, but that's going to bills and my food and I'm just surviving. And, you know, so I think it's extremely important to have small steps and large steps. Mm-hmm. And that's something that really stuck with me through the trail mm-hmm. because I had that goal of like, I need to make it like 25 miles today. And you did that and you felt accomplished, mm-hmm. but also I had the larger goal of like, mm-hmm. I need to get to Canada, you know, yeah. and having the balance of those things. Like that's something I'm struggling to find even as I get back in my regular life, mm-hmm. you know, is to, to feel accomplished at the end of the day. Like I did something, I accomplished something, you know? Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. What can, do you want to speak more to that? Cause that's something that just from our conversations, just being friends at Life Church, mm-hmm. that's something that's really stood out to me and kind of changing my life of hearing your story is trying to wrestle with how do I celebrate the things that in my daily life feel mediocre in the moment, but mm-hmm. they are leading up to something bigger. So what, so coming home, coming back from the trail, coming back to your normal job and life and church and volunteering, you volunteer at the student ministry, you, you do a lot. And so how are you kind of reacclimating to those daily goals and also celebrating the moments that feel mediocre, um, sure. but you're still finding a way to celebrate them and find the meaning of it. How are you doing that? Um, so, so for me, um, I have a lot of different goals as I'm coming back. Um, and so like one of my main ones is, um, like getting back in, in shape, you know, you'd think mm-hmm. like, oh, you're in great shape. You just <laughs> finished the trail, <laughs> but I lost, you know, 22 pounds along the way yeah. and, you know, didn't look healthy. I mean, my legs were really strong, but yeah. lost a lot of muscle mass in my upper body. Yeah. Um, and so that's been one of my big goals. And so I've been pushing towards that and kind of finding gratification in that. But I feel like to answer your question, like it's important to encourage the people around you to feel encouraged yourself. I think that the process of encouraging other people like boosts your confidence too. Mm -hmm. And especially if it's something that you're working on together. Mm -hmm. Um, So like, for example, I kind of just got into skateboarding a little bit when I got back um, just because my brother's, getting into skateboarding and he's getting really good and so I thought I'd kind of learn stuff from him but being able to encourage other people Mm -hmm. in something that you're both passionate about like and they encourage you back like that 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 sense of uh bonding and that sense of uh teamwork is really what kind of keeps you pushed that's so good I I've been thinking about this too in my life of as far as you know even just looking in our friend group and making the intentional effort to look for the success in someone else and being the one to say like, hey, did you realize that you did X, Y, and Z? And that's amazing. And sometimes the other person doesn't even realize that they accomplished something until you point it out in them. And so it becomes a part of the culture of your friend group, hopefully a culture of our church where we're seeing the accomplishment of each other and like really celebrating that and just, um, just like, yeah, just raising the camaraderie and the community of us celebrating one another. You mentioned something really interesting when you said that you kind of did when you're kind of taking steps towards this way. You did about 80 miles, you said, for your like one of your uh, trial yeah, right. type trial, trial hikes. Run, yeah. um, and you said it didn't go well. And so right. I wanted to talk about the difficulties of the PCT, but also with you leading into that, something that you tried, it didn't go well, but it sounds like you didn't quit, obviously. And so how have you persevered through the difficult moments and even maybe that trip of you could have said maybe this is not for me this did not go as planned maybe i shouldn't even do the trail um and call like throw in the towel and you didn't so how have you pushed through those difficult moments 
really, I think, you know, getting through the PCT and, and most anything in life, it was a mental battle more than a physical battle. Mm-hmm. Um, and the physical side of it is obviously a huge aspect, but um, like one of my big issues on the 80 miles that I did beforehand uh, were my ankles. Mm-hmm. And that's obviously a physical thing. Um, but I had to like push past that mentally and say like, I'm going to do everything in my power to make this work, mm-hmm. to get the right ankle support, to you know get the um, right insoles, the right braces, the right everything, you know. Um, and so, even though it was a physical thing, the choice was was a mental a mental choice of like, I'm going to make this happen even with obstacles, because here's the thing, we don't realize all the stuff that other people are going through, right? We see other people, someone who, you know, just did something really incredible, you know, climbed a a mountain or or something like that, and we think like, well, yeah, they're cool and all, but like, I have, you know, a bum knee, or I have, you know, a back problem, or even if it's something emotional, I have depression, Mm -hmm. and you let that, like, get in the way. What you don't realize is that person's human too. That person, Mm -hmm. undeniably, is dealing with issues also. Yeah they had obstacles to overcome, maybe the same obstacle as you. And so that's something that I think we let slide and we don't really realize is like everyone has those problems and and everyone has to push through that stuff. And so you can too. Yeah. You also said something that like totally could preach where you realize what the problem was. You mentioned your ankles. And then Mm -hmm. what you did is you told us all the different ways that you worked on that the resources you found to work on that braces, all the other things. Right. Um, so you went out and you found the resources that you needed to get to like the next level or the next step. And so I thought that was so awesome. That that applies to any type of situation, emotional, spiritual, physical that we face in our day-to-day lives of figuring out, okay, where am I, where can I grow? And then going and finding the right resources. Sometimes sometimes that is counseling through, through the church leadership or a uh, marriage family therapist. And so those resources I think are so huge for taking that next step. Absolutely. Yeah. I I think that that is one thing that that we kind of push to the side, especially as as Christians. Uh, We want to treat God like a genie. And if we have a problem, we just like, I mean, absolutely bring it to him, like be praying about it incessantly, but also put in the work, Mm -hmm. you know, like don't just leave it to God. Oh, that's God's problem. Now I gave it to him, you know, like also be working on it, be working alongside him and, and, and pushing through your issues, whether that's depression, like absolutely seek counseling seek you know a doctor or or whatever it is that you need a good friendship uh sometimes that goes into like medication or whatever it is but but be pursuing like the better part of yourself yeah Yeah. that's awesome so some difficulties we addressed what about some highlights from the trail um just some moments that really stand out to you as highlights of some things that you experienced when you were out there i think like really there aren't a lot of like individual moments that stood out to me. I mean, there are a lot of great things that happened out there, um, but it was just the the overwhelming like views that you would see, and and just and just knowing that like in some places like very very few people in the world will ever see this, you know, because you're days out into the mountains and only someone who's backpacked that far into the mountains is going to see that. Um, and so I had like a lot of those, those moments, those, those times of like realization where it, it was just really powerful for me to like really appreciate God's nature. That's awesome. Yeah. 
Another part of the PCT that was fun for me to learn about was this idea of tramily. Mm -hmm. Will you explain to us what tramily is, yeah. what that means? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so a mass majority of the people that start the um, Pacific Crest Trail um, start it by themselves, uh, mostly because it's really difficult to convince someone to go, yes. <laughs> go with you on something <laughs> uh, crazy like that. And so very early on, people become attached to each other um, and start hiking together and they, they form a, a family, we, they call them families, and uh, you build a sense of camaraderie you know, with these people. Um, and so these are people that you're like sticking with when you're going into town, as you're hiking together. Um, and a lot of times they'll still like spread out during the day. You know, some people go faster, some people go slower, but they, uh, you know, find like, okay, we're gonna meet up at here by the end of the day. Um, and it's great because they're able to like share food together and you know keep each other going and you know someone's injured and you can help them along and I, I did actually get to see that you know yeah. someone who uh, passed out and their family like you know really took care of them and like made sure they were good um, so yeah it's it's really incredible that the hiking community um, has a real sense of like like brotherhood you know a sense of, of family like that yeah yeah, what was that like for you? Because the interesting too is like the people that you met out there, I could even just tell from a little bit that I've experienced from you and Kayla sharing and your story is this weird, crazy bond that it was like, and I think it is just like a once in a lifetime opportunity that you guys are doing together. But can you talk more about that bond with people that you disagree with philosophy of life, how they view God? I mean, just just a diverse people group are out sure. there hiking together. And yeah. yet there is this crazy bond and sense of community that happens. Um, anything more to put on that idea of community and like bonding with someone, even if you are completely different people with different childhoods and different belief systems? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I made really good friends with uh, a, a huge variety of people, uh, you know, potheads and people with uh, different sexual preferences yeah. and stuff like that. And really none of that like mattered out there. Uh -huh. um, and I think that's something valuable that we can like take home is that, you know, everyone, everyone's living this earth together. The, everyone goes through life together and uh, we all have common experiences, you know, like even if you see the most <laughs> random person that you don't think would have anything in common with you, we, we have the, the commonality, I don't know if that's a word. Yeah, <laughs> the, it sounds good. Yeah, okay, um, of, of life, you know, yeah. we've, all, we've all been through, we've all yeah. been through good times and through rough times, and um, so I think the trail really put, instilled that in me. Yeah. yeah, how is that change like coming home? So this sense of community and, um, how has that changed or maybe has that increased you feel like since coming back home from the trail this idea of community changing in your perspective or daily life yeah yeah um i think i've really tried to put a stronger emphasis on like my close relationships and keeping those strong staying in contact with um friends that have moved out of state and stuff like that um and i, I think i've been more intentional about just caring for people who are need in need um i mean i wouldn't say i've like gone like way out of my way or done anything big but i've just been more intentional to be to keep an eye out for that sort of thing yeah that's awesome this next week of advent we're going into is kind of this week of peace and that looks like peace with god and peace with others and so i think like you were just sharing this idea of learning to be at peace with others even if we 
um, see life very differently than them. Um, so you've already shared about that, but maybe the peace with God um, aspect of this. How has the trail, the time in nature, like you mentioned, how has that increased this idea of peace with God in your life? I guess just having that time to yourself to really to really reflect, be alone with, with your thoughts and with God, um, it really helped me focus on like what's important in life. And I think like we all find peace in our, in our own individual ways. And for me, it's always been like nature. And so it's, it's really like, it's about finding your peace, like finding what helps you. Um, and for some people that's working out, for some people that's being out in nature, for some people it might be like a hobby or something, but like whatever it is that, that, that gives you peace, like find a way to connect with God in that, in that area find a way to like worship him through that mm -hmm. that's good because i think we hear a lot of people say like well god or nature is my church is kind of the idea that is out mm -hmm. there mm -hmm. um but i think a lot of at least in my uh situation i feel like a lot of people that have said that it's just that they aren't actually seeking god in nature they just enjoy being in nature and so i think sure. there's a difference like you just said of of actually using that thing, whether it's nature or the hobby, like you mentioned, mm -hmm. or working out, actually using that thing to seek God and yeah. not allowing it to be, it sometimes can be a distraction, I think, from someone's relationship with the Lord. And so being, again, going back to the word intentional, being intentional of actually seeking God and the thing that is bringing you right. peace. Yeah. And like my husband, we know my husband does not find peace in nature. We right. found that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to hike with him. <laughs> You mentioned too, I mean, just being in nature and there is the tramley. So some, some days or, you know, um, moments you are hiking with other people, but a lot of that time was spent alone. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Um, talk about salt. There is this idea of solitude in the early church fathers in the early church. There was a spiritual habit of solitude. And I think people are beginning to bring that back and you were kind of forced into it right. yeah. <laughs> on the PCT. Will you talk a little bit about solitude? Maybe anything that came out of that for you of just being on your own, the idea of silence and solitude and anything that came out of that on the PCT? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That was a real like game changer for me. Um, in, in my day-to-day -day life, like, I am not the type of person that can go to a coffee shop by myself or go, like, work out by myself or, you know, even going to the grocery store. I, I hate it, you know, or, like, going to a movie. There's some people who are really uh, good at that and comfortable with that, and it's, like, a struggle for me. I, I feel like I can't be alone. Um, and I think that this, like, it absolutely forced me to be in that situation, to be by myself with my thoughts. And it's powerful. It really is. Um, it's, it helps you like open your eyes to like flaws that you have and things that you can improve. And, and I think that's why we push ourselves away from it mm -hmm. because it sucks, you know, it sucks. Yeah. Like, like actually like having that all laid out for you and having to like deal with it and having to actually like do something about it. And so I think that like, that was the, the biggest, the number one thing that I took away from the trail was just being able to embrace solitude, being able to like learn from it and um, grow as a person. Yeah. I did not hike this year that as long as you did, but I have been growing this in this idea of the spiritual habit of silence and solitude. So 
coming again, coming back into the day-to-day normal life for our friends that are saying, gosh, that kind of sounds like that might be helpful for me. Um, what would you encourage them in, like how to start? How would they go about even trying this idea of silence and solitude in right. a normal daily life with kids and jobs? Totally, and absolutely. Um, I think like any chance that I get when when I'm home alone or whatever, like I'm just on my phone. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like constantly, if I'm not, you know, like, watching a video, then I'm scrolling or, you know, listening to music, you know, even that, like sometimes music's good, but like even that, like I'm always having to do something with my phone. And I think like in this day and age, like just being able to set that aside, being able to like have silence without your phone is like, it, it goes unnoticed really, like how important that is. Um, and that I, I think that is like one important thing is to like set a lot electronics aside, like just be there with your by yourself, you know? Yeah, it's so good. Uh, hard, but good. Yeah. <laughs> um, any other pieces on this idea of finding peace in your daily life or an encouragement that you would want to give someone who's listening to this and saying, I don't even know where to start. I am so struggling to find the peace of God in my life right now. Right, right. I guess my biggest encouragement would be um, to like pursue it, like like we were talking about before, like like actually talk about it, talk about it to your family, talk about it to your friends, like make it an active part of your life. Don't just say, "Oh, like I'm pursuing peace or or whatever," like I'm you know I'm trying, but like actually make it a part of your conversation, make it a part of you know the talks that you have with people, and fully embrace that as a part of your life I I think that like it's so easy to to like have something in the back of your mind and like have good intentions about um, being at peace in your life but like how often are you actually like pursuing it okay final question peace and Christmas I mean is there something in your life that you specifically do at Christmas time or an awesome tradition that you keep alive in your family that helps you find peace in this next Christmas season Ooh. yeah <laughs> okay let me think on that just for a second um, one of my my family's like favorite traditions one of the biggest ones is going out and um, like finding our Christmas tree cutting it down um, and we do it the right way. We get a permit and everything. <laughs> good, um, good. <laughs> On the record, yep. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's just we've we've gone out s- multiple years in a row. Always have a bunch of different families together, and we all like bring food, make it a that's whole awesome. big potluck and everything. Um, and like that's one of my favorite times yeah. of the year is like going out, finding the tree. Like everyone yeah. always gets a tree that's like three feet too tall, even though they brought their <laughs> tape measure. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I guess it's just going back to that aspect of like being mm-hmm. out in nature mm-hmm. um, and like really like thinking about what Christmas is all about, you yeah. know, and awesome. and setting aside just not just the traditions, but like like embracing like the spirit of what it actually is. I love that. Yeah. So good. Anything we didn't say today that you really wanted to say anything about PCT or just life in general? Anything we missed that you wanted to say? Um, no, I, I think like it's important, like embrace your goals like like really like pursue them with everything that you have um even for me like i i have a lot of goals in my mind right now i have a lot of like ideas of like what i want to do next and like big things um but until i like actually like commit to them they're not going to happen and so 
that's what I'm figuring out right now is yeah. like, what is my next like big step? And it doesn't have to be something huge like the PCT, but like, what yeah. am I gonna like push myself towards, yeah. you know? And once I decide that, like just committing to it. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Thank you so much. I really appreciate yeah, your time spent with us, me. sharing your story. We really appreciate it and value, value you and Kayla and uh, just your family at Life Church. Thanks. We hope this conversation was meaningful for you today as you enter into this next week of Advent. Take some time to reflect on peace with God and peace with others. Maybe try that spiritual habit we talked about of silence and solitude. Even if that just looks like five minutes before the kids wake up or 10 minutes after you finish dinner, I pray that you find some peace and remember that Jesus became man and took on flesh to bring you peace. Blessings. Blessings.